Hello and welcome to video games to the max. Yes, <laughs> we are actually still doing this show. Uh, this is uh, episode 145. I am your host, uh, Sean Garmer. With me, of course, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Yes, I realize it has been a month. And uh, I realize I'm getting old now. Other than my birthday has happened since... Uh, this the last time we did a show, but uh, yeah, hitting 30, my body has decided that uh, I can't do late night things anymore. Apparently, I keep falling asleep. Uh, that is one of the major reasons why we haven't done constantly. Uh, I have fallen asleep. I don't know how many times. Yeah, the uh, ironic the ironic yeah. thing is I'm older than you and I'm staying awake. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's probably because. Uh, these last few months, I probably worked more than I have in a in a while too. So I'm like yeah. constantly tired, and then come home and do website stuff and everything else. So it's like I've never really get a break from anything. Uh, so we are here to since we basically missed a month of news, we're not gonna sit here and go back through a month of stuff. Uh, it was no, it was November, so nothing big happened. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to basically talk about, uh, the two big events that happened over the weekend and then, you know, some other things that have come out since, you know, uh, the, uh, big Mech Warrior announcement. And then we also have played plenty of games between the two of us, uh, you know, some big games that, uh, are probably in somebody's wheelhouse that is listening to this. So, uh, in fact, uh, Mark has his Watch Dogs 2 review uh one of the games that i'm going to talk about we have a review from somebody else over on w2net.com uh pokemon uh, moon i have pokemon sun uh so uh you'll be able to read that pretty soon as well uh let's uh since it's not the weekend anymore i guess it doesn't matter how which order we do this so uh for you wherever you want to start uh, with, with all your games you've been playing, but go uh, I well, I pretty much played and beat Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, uh, Titanfall 2, Watch Dogs 2, uh, The Room 2, and I'm slowly at work on the uh, Assassin's Creed Ezio trilogy for PS4. So, uh, I you you seem to enjoy Watch Dogs 2. But you said it was sort of a step up and step down. Yeah, like the core, I think the core of the game is better. Like the story is dramatically improved. Like the main, the hero is, you know, not an asshole like the first guy was. And characters don't just drop out randomly like in the first game. Um, It's not quite as experimental as the first game though, which is kind of odd. And, like, some of the systems they have in place are just kind of wacky. Like, they have a parkour system that basically doesn't work. <laughs> so yeah, 80%, that's always great. 80% of the time I drove, like, a window washing lift because it was easier to get around, like, get on top of this building. It's like, well, I could spend 20 minutes trying to figure this out, or I could use this lift and just, just like, go up automatically. <laughs> And, like, the stealth in the game is pretty bad, actually. Like, that's one negative, I would have to say. 
Actually, combat's oh. also also pretty pretty bad. <laughs> like, I, as soon as you as soon as you can get a silenced assault rifle and sniper rifle, and you can blow through that game instantly. <laughs> yeah, assault rifle and sniper rifle, <laughs> not just one of the. I mean, uh, so is it that just the the AI is bad enough they don't detect the sniper, or what is? Well, if you're if you're far back enough, and you have, if you have the silent sniper rifle, they they don't know what's going on at all. It's great. <laughs> the same goes for the assault rifle. Like you can put uh, one of the assault rifles has a silencer on it, so they can't hear anything with it. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's just it's not like the dramatic leap forward I was I was expecting or hoping for, but it's still like a good game. So I'm not I don't hold it too much against it. Well, that's good. Um, is it uh, is the, is the multiplayer any? No, it, like just like the first game, it's dumb. <laughs> and when I was playing the game, it barely worked. I mean, I, I know they got it together now, but it's just like find like uh, I got invaded one time, and I didn't know what the hell was happening <laughs> until like halfway through, and then. I was inside of a building, and it showed the radius in the building. So you got to try to find a hunt down, like, an NPC. And the guy was outside the radius, so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a few times it would pop up, like, oh, this, this rival hacker is, you know, dr- like, speeding away from the police. Go catch him. And I'm just like, why? Like, what do I care? <laughs> right. You get, like, experience for it, but experience in the game is so, like, I, at the end of it, I was buying crap just, just to do it. Like, I like I didn't use half the stuff I bought in the end. But it's like, well, I got 48 points saved up, so I might as well start buying stuff on this on this tech tree for no reason whatsoever. Do you like uh, Marcus? Yeah, Anything? like, he, he is a saving, like, him and, like, the main characters, even the bad guy, is like the saving grace of the game. Like they have really good personality. Uh, I mean, they, they really do save that game. Like pretty good writing. Um, yeah, I like. I kind of wish it was a slightly better game, like around them. But he's a good character, and I'm sure he'll be back in the third one when they make. Assuming this does okay, which it sounds like it might not have. <laughs> Yeah, that's the weird thing uh, that I've been hearing people talk about. How well Watch Dogs supposed to be a Watch Dogs Two to be a better game? It's not selling as well, uh, and and not being as well uh, like thought of by by the gamers. I mean, it's getting critical praise, but I imagine people really got burned by Watch Dogs One, um, because that game was just such a like such a mess when you think about it. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, once like you'd like to think once bitten, twice shy, but it it is an improved product. So you should check it out if you like Ubisoft games. Like that, it doesn't break the mold of Ubisoft that much. But I mean, that formula still works for them. So the only thing I wish you could do is like uh, modify weapons and cars. Like that's one weird thing you just cannot do in that game, and you should be able to. For real, uh, 
So, uh, you know, Daniel has the review up uh, on the website for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Uh, you did yours for 4 and one uh, What do you think about uh, about Call of Duty this year? Uh, I thought it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's quite as good was as like Advanced Warfare, but that was a very high like high bar. I think it's much. I think it's way better than Black Ops Three though, because that game was a mess to me. Like I couldn't play half of it. Uh, yeah, good. Like it's really weird because like the campaign is just like. You can do all these side missions that, like, you don't have really have to do, but they're just kind of there, and you get stuff, but none of it really matters in the, in the grand scheme of things. Well, it's basically just to give you more stuff to do in the campaign. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I'd, I'd actually rather have it than, like, you know, a four- to six-hour linear campaign. Like, the, the missions are pretty, like, cookie-cutter, like, but... It's still enjoyable to do, like flying around in that, like space fighters, fine or fun, and uh, characters are good. The bad guys, like, such like so wasted though. It's hilarious. <laughs> he he's in the game for ten minutes. It's it's like why? They're like I couldn't believe when they announced him. Like, we got this guy. Like we got Kit Harrington. Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, he's the bad guy, and it's like, okay, he's in the game for 15 minutes, like, and he, you only meet him once, and that's when you kill him, you mean, so it's like, why is he here? Wow. No, you meet him twice, but you're, like, the main character only meets him once, like, they they always do that, like, intro mission where, like, completely unrelated characters just die, so, like, they meet him, and then, like, you're, most of the time, he's just on screen, like, giving speeches. So it's like, all right, this was a good use of his time, I guess. Right. right. Well, didn't have to do much, but he's there. But the weapons are good. Uh, yeah, good gameplay all around. Some They do some stealth, stealth sequences that are pretty fun, though. And their zero-G stuff is good. It's the... Uh multiplayer any different than yo it's multiplayer it's it is what it is what you think it is just just felt like i had to ask they always change it up in like little ways like how you unlock weapons or rank up but it's all the same to me (laughs) so do you do you see the going into space as successful or uh I kind of do, but it's a very one-off game. Like they can't make a, I don't think they can make a sequel based on it. And again, based on sales figures, they're not going to. Uh, so I don't know where they'd go from there. Also, like, in all call, in most Call of Duty games, there's a big body count at the end. Like, one of your main characters dies, or you know, what your buddy dies, or something like that. In this game, it's damn near everyone. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's like everyone dies. All right. Except except for like one person. You're on a crew. Like you're on a big spaceship, and you you meet like I would say like between six and seven characters. Like maybe seven or eight characters that are like named and like voice acted, and you know who they are. And by the end of it, one person is still alive. Wow. 
Damn, that's uh, that's killing a lot of people. And and at, and at the end, they do this like messages, like if I don't make it home, messages to like loved ones thing by like the, all the side characters, and it's like, all right, <laughs> why to make I, us just feel terrible? Yeah. And, like, the other analog would be Titanfall 2, and that's alright, too. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talk about, like, the campaign is, like, awesome. You know, it's... I I would not go that far. I think it's well done. They do some interesting stuff with, like, boss characters, like boss titans you face. Um... It's it's well done in the fact that like the levels are constructed really well and things like that, but there is one of the, there's a mission called I think it's like effect and cause, and that's the mission that people always seem to flip out about. And it's basically you're in a in a uh, research station that's like fractured by time, and you have a device that can transport you back in time to when it was still like operational and people were there so on one in the main timeline it's full of like these alien bugs that are trying to destroy you and in the other timeline it's full of like uh soldiers that are trying to kill you and you can switch between the timelines instantly and you can still see the after images of the soldiers or bugs so you can flank the, you can get around them and like the timeline and like teleport back to where they are and you're behind him now, so you can just kill him instantly. It's a well done mission, but it's nothing like revolutionary. Like I, I just kept thinking of, uh, oh, what was it? There's a shooter in like 2008, like called like Timeline or uh, oh, I can't remember what the hell the name of it was, but you controlled time. Uh, in like the same type of ways. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but yeah, it was the same type of game. Like, so I don't know, like, what the big uh, like, why people like latch onto this so much. It's like this has been done before in. A few other games. <laughs> but, like, the robot's good, so that's fun. The robot's good in Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare, also. I was oh, actually kind of surprised. in that one, too? Yeah, there's one called... Well, there's only one. He's called Ethan. Uh, so it's that Russian... The other game was called Singularity. That was it. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, yeah, like, like, in Infinite Warfare, he's called Ethan, and... Uh, yeah, he's just a, like a robotic soldier, and he's great. <laughs> he's one of, he's probably my favorite character from that game. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, the Titan in uh, Titanfall Two is good, also. The Titan combat's pretty fun in that game, actually. Like in just a single player, because you rip through Titans in that game. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, would you say? Uh... It's definitely a step up from one, then? Well, I mean, it has a single player, so yes. Yeah. Uh, 
the multiplayer is the same, uh, largely the same. They have new modes and stuff, but you know, you get you know, you know what that multiplayer is. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't buy either game really for multiplayer. Honestly, I built, I bought them both for single player. <laughs> yeah, so at least the campaigns are worth playing. You know? Yeah. I mean, hell, I got Titanfall two for thirty bucks. So. Yeah, can't complain about that. And I know, uh, like, Infinite Warfare was like on sale for like thirty bucks during Black Friday. They're practically giving that game away. <laughs> Damn, I think I think it was at a GameStop. If, if you traded in like newer games, like like a list of thirty games on like GameStop's website, you could get Infinite Warfare for a penny. <laughs> wow! Oh like, yeah, that that's right. Yeah, that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence in this game. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of them doing something like that. That's they're really wanting people to. They used to do it a long time ago, like a decade ago, where it was like trade in for like four reasonably new games and get like San Andreas for free. Because I had a buddy who did that. Uh, but yeah, they haven't done it in a while, too. I, I don't think the sales from that game were particularly good. And it sounds like Titanfall 2 sales have been bottoming out also. <laughs> You think it's just they all came out at the same time and it really Yeah, I probably flooded the market. They're all kinda similar too, like visually, I guess. Uh so that doesn't help. Like people may just be getting tired of sci fi shooters. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what I was... Or do you think it's just... I mean, because Titanfall's relatively new, so it's not like Call of Duty, perhaps, you know, the people didn't like the setting, or just it's fatigue with that series, but they are kind of all sort of similar, so... Well, I think Titanfall's problem was it came between, like, Call of Duty and, what was it, Battlefield 1? Yeah, Battlefield 1. So they left it to die, pretty much, and... I don't know if you saw that like quote from uh, Vampella, oh, like about a month ago. Like the, this interview was like, uh, so do you think they were going to get a Titanfall three? And some EA rep was like, oh, we are very committed to the fran- future of the franchise and whatever. And Vampella was like, so whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. That that says a lot right there, I think. If I were EA, let Zampella make something else in between or I think he wanted to make this. I mean it's a it's a much better game, but I think just the timing killed it or really damaged it and they wanted like they they own a part of like Titan I think they own a part of Titanfall or like Respawn or something like that, but they don't own it whole cloth like Battlefield 1 or DICE so of course that's where they're going to put most of their money or try to you know get it out there as much as they can right but still I mean why would you just put this 
game out there in between one of your other games and a series that you know is huge, thinking that that's just going to make people all want to spend $60 on three very similar games. At least Battlefield had the hook of being in World War One. I. I mean, I don't... You know, the other two... What are you trying to do here? Yeah. And, and I think Battlefield was the one that sold the best out of the three. So... And they just need to make a... Uh, like, for Titanfall 3, they just need to make put it in Vietnam. Like, alternate reality Vietnam with, with Titans in it. <laughs> Well, we shall see if that works. <laughs> and uh, well, the last thing is uh, that Assassin's Creed thing. It's not as buggy as people have said, or it is and isn't. <laughs> it is and isn't okay. Assassin's Creed Two, like I think they patched it to be, to work better. Uh, but I fired up Revelations earlier today, and within the first five minutes, I hit I hit a graphical bug that was insane. What happened? And I was literally like, next to a fence. Like, the opening mission, by the way, and something in the level geometry flipped out and started, like, artifacting across the screen. And, wow. like, like, glitching, like, badly. And I had and I'm going to include it in the review I eventually do, like, the video of it, because I was like, what happened? Like, they didn't notice? Like, they didn't see this? <laughs> I guess not. That That is one nice thing about these systems, is the ability to capture bug, like, bug sequences in video games is a lot easier. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, I mean, that's what happens sometimes when you over older games they don't all come that you know it's not easy to just patch them all and cover everything up yeah uh, so um, I'll just get through the, the small stuff first um, I am uh, reviewing uh, Senran Kagura Bon Appetit which is basically Senran Kagura rhythm game where they're cooking uh it's actually a good rhythm game you're using if you use a gamepad obviously much easier than using keyboard think of i don't know if anybody's who's listening ever played two-player guitar hero early on when you didn't have two guitars and you had to use the controller as the second as the rhythm guitar or the bass it's basically like that it's not hard but the the difficulty level just spikes ridiculously and it's just at random depending on what the song is like i'm playing on normal okay and like i play with one of the characters um like i'll play with asuka and you go through three of her songs and they're just fine actually i probably went through her whole entire thing cuz it's like five uh, five uh, battles that you do, and then you complete their arc or whatever. I go all the way to the fifth one, and then it just gets ridiculous. But okay, that's that's the uh, you know the final boss or whatever. Okay, I play another one. The first song is ridiculous, and it's like, hold on, like 
I get, and it's not even the button combo. It's just all of a sudden the speed of the track. It just it gets ridiculous. And then like the stuff they're having you do is is like way too much. And it it's not too much. And they don't have like this. You know, it's all just techno and whatever. It, it yeah, just just not good. Not to mention the you know both Mark and I have played the uh, fighting game. Where it's sort of accept, not that it is acceptable, but it's sort of like in that same way of DOA, like where you can sort of, okay, it kind of makes sense here. They're getting whooped. In some galaxy, their clothes could be coming off. In this game, you lose a round. The part of your clothes, the part of the clothes come off. So. Basically, it's there to try to, even though you're not even looking at the character because you're sitting there paying attention to the stuff, the, the, the buttons that are on the screen. There are times where I'm looking up and there's like freaking ass in my face, you know, digitized ass in my face and it's just weird. And then if you, if you like totally whoop them, like where in the last round you get like 100% or whatever... Not only are they completely naked with like basically stuff covering their their boobs or whatever, you get into this weird ass like very uncomfortable where like they become part of this dessert and you're basically just supposed to like stare at them and you can and some of the women are like crying and it's just really really uncomfortable like it's just if this is supposed to turn people on, I don't know in what world that turns people on, but that, yeah, just, just not, whatever. I, I don't, I just don't know that this works as well as the fighting games do with all the, you know, stuff with what happens to the women. Just, you know, it's a decent game for what it is, but just the extra stuff is just weird. Um... Uh, the Root Letter is actually a pretty good, uh, like, Japanese adventure visual novel. Uh, I'm, I can't really talk too much about it other than the fact that it's it's about this girl. She's your pen pal from 15 years ago. You find the letter that wasn't postmarked, and then you go all over uh, Shimane Prefecture trying to find out if she's still alive or not. And... Uh, that you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil stories. So, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. The only problem is it has like five endings, and they make you redo almost the entire game to get to another ending, instead of making you go through the choices, which are basically like the stuff you say to her in the letters, and just have you go through each one of those. To try to figure out which one's the correct ending, or the, you know, the true ending, or whatever. No, you have to go through almost the entire game and just try to fast forward through text. And not only, and sometimes you can't even fast forward through the text. You have to actually answer the questions again and whatever. And it's like, okay, I don't want to play this three or four different times. It already took me ten hours to get through it the first time. It's like that. That reminds me of uh, the cave that came out a few years ago. Yeah. That was a like. Interesting idea, but you had to replay it like six times to get all the endings. And it's like, <sighs> no thank you. For a game that actually tries to understand that, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to play and whatever, like the way they try to have you do the end game part is just weird considering. 
Um, and they have this weird mechanic that basically is the, the crux of the game where you do the investigations that's basically like pulled right out of uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And like, <laughs> instead of doing objection, you, you go through this thing where it it incrementally tries to get you to say the most absurd thing. But even if it's the wrong one, you don't get penalized for it. You just keep doing it so you get the right one. And it's like, okay... I feel like this is kind of pointless, but whatever. But it's still uh, still a pretty good game uh, for the most part, other than if you want to experience it more than once, probably just go to YouTube. <laughs> but uh, so uh, the two big games that I've played, um, one that I, I'm still obviously playing them because they're so long. I'm not uh, running through the game like uh, Stephanie did for the review. Uh, but uh, Pokemon Sun is actually really great. Um, if you haven't played Pokemon in a while, I think definitely you should check this one out. Look, it's still Pokemon at the end of the day. But uh, the removing of the gems, basically making it feel like it is a very much different Pokemon than what you've experienced for all these years really helps it. The setting, the fact that they really embrace the whole Aloha and that it just definitely feels like they have finally stepped up to Pokemon and understood all these things that have kind of been stale about the game for so long. Let's change it up. They did that really well here. Um... I'm part of Team Poplio, if you want to know. Uh, my starter is Poplio. I'm still really early in the game. That's basically the the game that I play when I go to the bathroom or when I go on the go or something like that. Uh, it's not it's not that it's it's great enough to where if I had the time, I'd sit there and play it for hours. I just don't because this game called Final Fantasy XV has decided to just take over my life instead. Uh it, I mean, honestly, I have not been able to put this game down just because there's so much stuff to do, and I'm really like just engrossed in in the world, and I love the the car that you can just you can either drive the car yourself or you can have one of your comrade, you know, your one comrade drive the car around for you, and you can listen to old Final Fantasy music, which you can buy all the uh, all the soundtracks in one of the uh, store, you know, in some of the stores that you go to, uh, you know, they have hunts, they have so much, so many side quests for you to do, not to mention the main story, uh, which I'm only in chapter four and there's like 14 chapters, uh, just because there has been so much stuff to do. I've, I don't know how much of it is the game just been sitting there too while I'm reading stuff or doing whatever. But I think I have like 70 hours amassed in the game already, and probably about 50 of it is actually me playing, but still, like, there is a ton of stuff to do. Now, I get the whole people complaining about, this is not a Final Fantasy game, whatever, whatever. Look, they changed the game, they decided to take stuff from Western RPGs and make Final Fantasy better. They change it, people complain. They keep it the same, people complain. So, I don't think they could have won with this. I really love this. Uh, I haven't gotten into the whole um, 
part it, it obviously gets it closes off the further you get into the game. I do know that uh, to so you can experience the story more. So the open world aspect starts getting shorter and shorter as you go on, but you can always go back out to the open world and do stuff, uh, which is nice. Whereas you know Final Fantasy thirteen. It was so closed off, and then all of a sudden it becomes this open world, and you're like, what the hell? Where was this for the other part of the game that I played? You know, um, So they learned from that, and they decided, okay, we're just going to let you do whatever you want to do. Experience the story how you want to experience it, and whatever. And uh, I, this is one of those where it's asking you to do other things that perhaps games shouldn't ask you to do. And I understand that, and I think people... I understand people that are mad about that, too, but... The Kingsglaive movie is absolutely vital to understanding the story in this game. Because you basically get the entire what happened before this game happened. So that when they go through and tell you, here's what happened with the king, or your dad, whatever, you know, Noctis' dad, you already know because you watched the movie. So when they go try and explain those kind of things, you kind of already have a base understanding. And also watching the anime sort of helps too because you get a background story, which they do really slowly in this game, but you don't get a lot of it. And the game sort of does assume that you watched the five-part anime, which it's only like 15 minutes long for each episode. Basically just gives like a background story on each one of the main guys. And then you get one that kind of shows off them battling out in the wild or whatever. Uh, so it's really, not, what, it's uh, an hour for you to experience, like, uh, the fact that, like, Prompto is super skinny in the game, but he was actually a fat dude. And becoming friends with uh, Noct actually kind of encourage him to, like, go work out and so he could be one of his, you know, so he could be his buddy or whatever, you know. And the other guy, uh, the the Gladios guy, was actually, like, your trainer when you were uh, living in the castle and, and whatnot. So, like, I I think Square Enix did a really great job with this and and hopefully more people embrace it. And, and right now I think it's got, like, an 84 on Metacritic and I think definitely it... Uh, Deserves the praise it's been getting, and apparently Last Guardian is supposedly uh, really good as well. That came out today, and Dead Rising 4 looks like it's really good. So, some games that are coming out here at the tail end of, of uh, December that, that, that are no, pretty good. That no one's going to care about for Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how that's going to go in, because obviously, you know, the Game Awards, which we're going to talk about here, they cut theirs off even before, even before Final Fantasy 15 came out, so... That didn't get to be included in this, but uh, I mean, I guess uh, I don't. I don't want to go over all the uh, award winners, obviously. But what did you think of the show overall? Number one to me, like three performances. Why? Yeah, I uh, I actually thought it was more embarrassing of a show than last year. Um, it, it felt like they made it go longer for no reason whatsoever either. Well, the first 20 minutes were a waste. Like they had the whole Konami bashing part with a Kojima, like he got his award and everything. And it's like, 
this doesn't need to be 20 minutes. Like, I don't need to hear Jeff Keighley talk for 10 minutes about how shitty Konami is. Like, we get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Three three performances were bad, because I didn't give a fuck about anyone who's on that, on that stage. Um... And I thought the awards were just short. Like, they, I, I realized they had to get 15 minutes of that Hydro Schick man in there, but like the, the like the awards stuff, like not the not the not the speeches, but I just mean like the awards themselves just felt like shortchanged, and almost no one on that stage looked comfortable. Oh well, yeah. I mean, these are guys that are not. Used to doing that. I think the the only one that I really kind of enjoyed was the uh, the one for I don't know what the category is called, but like that Dragon Cancer one. Yeah, that was and like that, most impactful game or like most emotional or something like that. Yeah, and he he got really into it with the uh, with the speech and everything, and I kind of I kind of felt for that guy, but. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that are not used to being on a stage like this, and well, th- no, I, I, yeah. I, I'll agree to that, but I meant more like the hosts, like they didn't look comfortable at all either. Like, no, I agree. Per- the only person that looked comfortable is Noah North, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because he's an actor and he's been doing this for you know whatever, how many, however many years. Right. <laughs> get, I mean, this this get him to host it next year. Say screw it. <laughs> yeah, like him and Jeff Keighley, and that's about it. Because, like, the girl that was doing the VR stuff for Assassin's Creed, that was just weird. And with the other guy that they just kind of had doing the on-the-street stuff or whatever it was that he was doing was just... Oh, and I kept throwing yeah. it back to that, like, yeah, that break the uh, green room for, like, Assassin's Creed or whatever. Yeah. It's like... Please, please don't do this. It's like, please stop. Like, we already know this movie is going to be bad. Just, just well, stop hyping it. The nice thing is, I got a free ticket with that Assassin's Creed thing, so I'm going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I just wish it. I mean, it didn't pander that much. I don't think, which is a good thing. But I just wish it wasn't so embarrassing overall. <laughs> I do wish they paid more attention to the uh, the awards and and let them kind of like I would have been okay with having more awards on the show instead of less performances. Like best indie games should be on the actual award show. Like indie games are make up a lot of your games that are played throughout the year. Now, I mean, it's been that way for many years, but it. Now more than ever, that's part of it. Uh, you know, I, I just, I really think that they shortchanged a lot of this stuff just to have performances to cover time because they're still trying to appeal to some kind of math audience that's not going to care or watch this. Yeah, it's not even on TV anymore. So it's like, yeah. why? I don't even know who anyone performing was honestly so yeah i mean they try to make a gamer centric with like these people that oh he did the music for i don't even know what freaking game it was it's i think like, it was one one game was doom i know that yeah and it's like okay and i don't care like, yeah you know it's I mean, like 
Go Let's ahead. get Tommy Tallarico out back on there. He can do like a video games live segment for five minutes. That'd be more, that'd be much more important or like, you know, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if like there was some iconic freaking piece of music that came out with one of these games and you have that person, you know, the composer come out with the orchestra or whatever, go ahead. But like just having some kind of rock band do the, the, the music out there is just ugh, whatever. Uh, unless unless they're actually playing rock band, then it's fine. I guess it's fine. What did you <laughs> so? Ahead. What did you think about some of the actual awards? Like, I, I, mean, I had I had bones to pick with a few of their picks. Honestly, I, I think Overwatch winning is fine. Uh, I mean, see, see, that's one I I pretty I did I disagree with. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Uncharted 4 is probably going to win for most people, I think. Obviously. It's probably going to win for us. It's probably going to win for a lot of the big websites. Um, I I mean, Overwatch has been one of those games people have been talking about this entire year. And we can't deny that. It's been one of the most played games and everything else. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to guess you're going to go in for Uncharted 4. Uh... Not really. No, not really. I mean, it came out this year, so I'd probably put a Rise of the Tomb Raider above Uncharted 4. <laughs> well, but Rise of the Tomb Raider technically came out, came out last year. It's yeah, re- I know. Uh, Uncharted 4, like, oh, well, Overwatch has nothing for me. Like, I think it should 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 have won for Best Game Direction. Like, the art style looks great for that game. What? I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that about that. Like, it's a, you know, colorful look, interesting characters, all that stuff. I, I just can't get over the fact that it's Team Fortress 2. <laughs> like, I, that's always going to bother me, because it's like, I already have that game. It's Team Fortress 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncharted 4, like, my problem with that game, really, well, I don't think the gameplay is actually that much fun. Like, shooting guys is just kind of a pain in the ass in that game. Right. And the story is just weird. Because it's like, here's this completely made-up character that he's never mentioned in any of the prior games. Like, just coming into his life, and it's like, oh, it's this major impactful character. It's like, shouldn't you have mentioned him before? Right, yeah. At least somewhere... (laughs) Uh, it, yeah, it's. I mean, it'll probably win like a bike, lot of awards. Honestly, I'd like I'd prefer either Doom or maybe even the Division. I have Doom. I need to actually play it now. That actually have it, but. Uh... I mean, I I realize the Division has like a lot of problems, but I like when I got that game, I was like obsessed with it for like the, the first three or four weeks it came out. Right. And I know no one cares about it now, or, like, their survival mode is, like, actually helping with that. But, yeah, I I think this year was kind of just a weak year for, like, big, like, marquee games. Right. I mean, that's just me, but... No, I agree with you. I agree with you a lot. This year, not like last year, where last year you kind of felt like, okay, that was a year in gaming. This year was... You had some highlights, but they're still not that game that you're like, oh, man. 
totally need to be playing this right now. Yeah, because it's like if you like single player games, Overwatch is going to do nothing for you. Right. Or uh, if you don't like shooters, like their game of the year awards for the games in that thing were shooters. <laughs> yeah, you had uh, yeah, you had Overwatch, Doom, Titanfall, Titanfall. and Uncharted. Technically, Uncharted is not considered a shooter, I think, but. You do a lot of shooting in that yeah, you game. Shoot, yeah, you shoot things. <laughs> it's, you don't shoot anything in inside, I don't think. So No, yeah, inside's the only one. Uh, uh, I mean, I like that Firewatch got nominated for a lot of things. You know. That was an okay game. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised okay. that uh, – Oxenfree didn't get more love, but it's one of those indie games that, like, probably not a lot of people played. Um, I was surprised Mafia 3 didn't wind up not getting as much love as they were putting it out there for it at first. I got a feeling that game fizzled pretty bad. Like, it was, was, like, talked about for, like, a week or two, and then I've heard nothing, no one talked about that game since. (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of these awards are kind of like, you know, the, well, the only be there, right. The only other two awards I would say that were kind of strange to me were Best RPG and Best Fighting Game. Yeah, see, like, for me, I don't like doing... Unless it's something like WoW, where I know they're about to come out with more expansions in a quicker fashion. Like, I'm just not cool with a game that just came out last year. Oh, the expansion is going to get Best RPG. Um, You know, just... I forgot Xenoblade Chronicles X actually came out this year. (laughs) Uh... I had that for a while. I played it for probably a couple of hours, and then I had to sell my Wii U. But uh, like for best RPG, yeah. I would actually probably put like the Division on there. I think it's one of those where, again, like like what you just said. Uh, the, even though they're very, uh, they didn't do that with with the best fighting game. Street Fighter still won, but I guess the the bad press for the division just made it to where they weren't even going to put it on here or, or perhaps yeah. they talked to Ubisoft and Ubisoft said they just didn't even want their game on there I don't I, I don't yeah. I don't see any Ubisoft games in this list actually yeah because uh Watch Dogs 2 would have fit the action adventure category or like action game maybe and yeah, I mean it would have fit in their their uh, their date was uh, November twenty fourth, so it would have fit within that time. Because uh, you know Dishonored made it as best action game. Uh, but yeah. Street Fighter Five winning best fighting game is a travesty. Yeah, that's a total bullshit. I mean. Thing. Any of the other three games they meant they listed, which were Pokémon, uh, King of Fighters, uh, fourteen, I think, yeah, and Killer Instinct Season Three are like 
they all worked. <laughs> yep. But you know, this is kind of how this thing works. They give it to sometimes the the bigger game and not necessarily the best game. Yeah. Which is that. Ah, uh, did they even have a did they even have a best shooter on here? It was best action game and Doom got it. Okay, that's fair. Uh well, yeah. I mean, you probably know what all the awards are right now anyway, but that's uh that's your game awards. Uh you did get the reveal of Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy, which I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I love Telltale, so I'm on board for that. Um, could care less about Bulletstorm No Clip Edition. But it has Duke Nukem in it. Oh, f- forget that. Who cares? That, 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 that justifies a $50 price tag. No. Doesn't. Uh, Shovel Knight getting another expansion. Never going to hate on Shovel Knight. They are great at what they do. I still have not played the, the new expansion, but... Uh, Hey, keep doing what you're doing, Yacht Club Games. Yeah, so I, I'm excited. I'll, I'll mention two things. First of all, I hope that Guardians of the Galaxy thing, they try to get the voice cast from the movie in it. <laughs> like, I know that's impossible, probably impossible, but they could at least get a few of those guys. It'll probably be the ones from the Disney cartoon. I doubt that, too, because look at that Batman thing. Well, Batman, that's different, though. I think they just didn't want to pay Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill. They just, but I can't imagine the guys from the Disney cartoon are getting boatloads of money or anything. Uh, yeah, and Bulletstorm is funny because it's like the remaster is fifty dollars, or you can buy it on Steam for twenty. Right. Tough call. <laughs> Is there really that many people out there that just wanted a Bulletstorm remake? I mean... There are... Actually, yeah, there are. And those people... Like, Bulletstorm is a fun game, but those people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because they want, like, another Bulletstorm. And it's like... You realize the first one didn't sell for shit, right? Yeah, the first one was just... I remember that thing being, like, a blip on the radar. It was there, and then... Poof, there it goes. Alright. Uh, well, I mean, you probably have downloaded these by now, but uh, in case, for some reason, you haven't, your PS Plus for this month is Invisible Ink and Stories Path of Destinies for the PS4, Hypervoid, and Tiny Troopers Joint Ops, which is also crossed by with PS4 and Vita, so, and Color Guardians, which is also crossed by with PS4, so I think you get, like, Four games for PS4. Um, and VVVV for PS Vita 2. Uh, and then for Xbox uh, One, you get Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. Uh, definitely you should pick that up if you have... Uh, Especially since United Game Artists closed. <laughs> right? Outlast, which is actually a pretty good horror game. Outland, which is uh, a really old... Ubisoft, uh, like, it's platformer. An, yeah, it's a Nicaruga platformer, essentially. 
And Burnout Paradise, which is still not as good as Burnout 3, but pretty decent. I I actually really did not like Burnout Paradise. I, I thought, like, Burnout... Like, you mentioned it, but Burnout 3 was just such, such a better game overall, I thought. Yeah, they took a bunch of stuff out of Burnout Paradise, which I didn't like either, but... I just didn't like the open world, like, nature of the game. Like, it just bugged me. That's fair. I liked it, but yeah, definitely the other Burnout games were much better. Uh, And then we should get to the PlayStation experience. We'll just talk about the actual press conference here. They announced a lot of stuff and just showed things. Uh, Very just fun conference to watch. Uh, it felt like it breezed by, and they had some major heavy hitters to announce, and some crazy stuff too. Like it's like, what the hell? It was uh, such, a nice, so, such a nice contrast to their E3 press conference. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very nice uh, contrast for all this. So the big leak that going in was Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Uh, turns out Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is the name of it, and. The rumor going around right now has not been confirmed, but it's pretty much probably going to happen because of the big problems between Fox and Marvel right now, that it's basically like Marvel Studios, uh, not Marvel everything, going to be in this Marvel vs. Capcom. So you got to see that Mega Man and Ryu and uh, uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man. In the action, I think Captain America as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the actual trailer, um, I think they might have revealed a couple more since they, then. They revealed Morgan. Oh, Morgan. And so, you know, I don't know the list of characters that are going to be there at the beginning. I'm sure there's going to be DLC, so you can expect that. And other than Unlockables as well. Uh I know a lot of people are bummed, uh, you being one of them, about yeah. the whole X-Men and no mutants and whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, how do you feel about about the the game announcement? Like, I always love this series. It sucks to not have Wolverine and guys like that that are, that were like such so integral parts of the series and like. Such huge characters to play as. Um, but, I mean, are you still sort of looking forward to the game at all, or you just that kills it for you? It really depends on the roster. Um, I, was, I would say pretty much outright that it probably will kill it for me if they don't have... I don't care about like, you know Wolverine specifically, but those X-Men characters are so like important to that franchise. Like... If you look at the past games, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, there were 23 Marvel characters. 18 of them were from X-Men or uh, Fantastic Four. It's like, that that says a lot. <laughs> and then, like, also Marvel vs. Capcom 3, they have, I think, 19 characters from Marvel. And, like, 8 or 9 are from, Mar- are, are from uh, X-Men. And... Nice. Uh, if they do, part of me, part of the reason I don't want it to be just Marvel Universe heroes, uh, one, they'll get bad voice acting for it. 
they're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. to be in a fighting game. Let's. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest there. Uh, but the other problem is, like, I don't see a lot of those characters having good like fighting potential. I mean, or not potential, but like having enough distinction between one another. Like, what's going to be the di- big differentiator between uh, Gamera, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage? You know, Iron Fist. It's like, well, they're all melee fighters. Um, right. You're one, probably going to have War Machine and Iron Man, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even if they put, like, all, all of the Avengers in it or all, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy or whoever, it's like, I, there's not enough, I don't think there's enough variety there, like, to like for me to really care. There's no one, like, crazy for maybe like Groot but he's like the only one and uh yeah it's just like a huge huge bummer if they don't but the joke is is if you don't like if you want if you want a game with the X-Men well we have a product for you it's called Ultimate versus Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the PS4 (laughs) For $25, it's out there right now. Xbox One and PC are going to get it in March 2017. Uh, they did, Sean Layden did announce it as exclusive, which I wish they would stop doing that. If it's not exclusive, don't announce that it's exclusive. You're lying to people. 25, 25 bucks is a fair price for that game. I agree, like, yeah. I'll, when I get the cash together, I'll probably, get to, I'll probably grab that when I can. I figured it'd be sixty, knowing Capcom. Yeah, I think twenty-five dollars for an older game, uh, which I think they did say have been like up-res, right? Probably slightly, but yeah, nothing yeah. you know major. Uh, but yeah, the X Men thing is, I would say the big, big make-or-break thing for me, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't want to have a game with fucking the humans in it, like. I refuse that on principle because they keep trying to shove the Inhumans down people's throats in the comics and it does not work because no one cares and no one will care. <laughs> wow. They keep trying to go like, oh, the Inhumans are the new X-Men. It's like, no, they're not because no one cares about them. <laughs> exactly. You can't, you could not name five Inhumans off the top of your head. Nope. Even before the X Men film came out, you know, you could name five X Men, or there were like cartoon shows and stuff like that, like the comics and stuff, were a lot more popular than the Inhumans. I think I could name like Kling or Cree or whatever the hell. That's about well, it. There's like Black Bolt, Medusa, Crystal. There's some Dog uh, and Karnak, I think. Yeah, Karnak is, is the one that, like, because they used him in the cartoon show when I used to watch that, but that's, that's about like it. Uh, so, moving on from that, they had, uh, uh, aside from the Marvel vs. Capcom, they, once again, show, they, they had, one of the big things they announced is Uncharted Lost Legacy, which has Chloe in it as the main character. We're assuming this is DLC for Uncharted 4. But there, I mean, I'm also hearing people thinking that this is perhaps a separate game entirely. 
So we'll have to uh, see what what finally gets decided there, but still pretty cool to see. It seemed to me like Infamous Last Light, or First Light, or yeah. whatever it's called. Like, it'll be maybe standalone, but it won't be full price. It'll be like 20 bucks or 15 bucks. That's fair. I mean, well, I, I did the way, like the way it was presented and everything. That was pretty cool. For me, it depends how long it is. <laughs> if it's only like two hours, no thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, how long is Uncharted for? But I'd say about seven or eight. That's not bad, but for fifteen dollars though, can you like you know? I mean, if they're charging thirty for a two-hour game, then yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, they uh, also showed off uh, some more Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy coming out 2017. Uh, it will have uh, HD graphics and. They're going to be changing the mechanics so that it plays much better uh, than the original PS1 games and everything. So, should have some good faith that the first three games will be awesomely playable. Hey, y'all, analog controls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have one requirement for that game, and that is that they get Clancy Brown back as uh, Neocortex. Agree uh, on that completely. Uh, Wipeout HD collection. That was really kind of out of nowhere, but I always liked Wipeout. Well, it's uh, it's out of nowhere because the studio who used to make Wipeout is gone. (laughs) Right. Would you a Wipeout fan at all, or...? I always liked it in principle, but I always thought, like, the air brake stuff was really weird. <laughs> I remember, I, I think I played one of them on PSP, and that was a good one. Can I, I think I played one on PS1. That would have been the last one I ever played, but I, I did like it. I was well, always you, a bigger F-Zero fan, but... Yeah, futuristic racing game. I mean, you can't, can't really go wrong there. Right. Unless, it, unless it's red out where you can't win a race. <laughs> <laughs> Knack 2, baby. Yeah, I joked yeah. about that. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's there, and there's co-op with two necks. <laughs> the, the subtitle for that game should be Knack 2. Subtitle, because Mark Cerny demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> it should be, because that's why it got me, too. Look, uh, I think Principal, not a lot of people like Knack. Uh, it's one of those launch games that just, you know... It is what it is, but perhaps they it, can improve on it. It's the cameo of its day. I liked cameo. I know you little bitch about it, but well, I they didn't make cameo. a sequel, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> well, that should tell you something. Oh, that's because Rare didn't make games. They made some after that. Very they quickly, made, like, well, like Banjo Kazooie and stuff that they knew was gonna, you know, uh. Let It Die finally came out. It's free to play, so you can go download it now on your PS4. Uh, Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Kiwami, which is... Is it the one remaster or is it Yakuza 0? I don't know. I've, I lost, I've lost I track. I think it's Yakuza 0, and they just renamed it because they probably thought 0 was stupid. Uh, 
Yakuza Kiwami's coming in 2017. Yakuza 6 comes out early 2018. Uh, so that's cool if you're a big Yakuza fan. The thing with Yakuza is they kind of all very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the weird, another weird one was that they are remastering Parappa the Rapper, Parappa the Rapper, excuse me, Loco Roco, which I love Loco Roco, and Patapon, uh, for the PS4. I tried that Parappa the Rapper video, uh, demo. It didn't feel great. (laughs) It is a demo, though. Well, it felt like the timing was off on it. I don't know if it was my TV or what's going on, but, like, I was hitting the buttons in time, and I was getting, like, bad scores, and I was like, huh. I remember doing this game way better as a kid on an old CRT, so what's going on? Yeah, really. Uh, Laura Croft Grow is out on PS4 uh, right now. Uh, you can, uh, also the big, huge announcement of Windjammers. Yep. <laughs> I got totally that Totally out of the freaking blue. I got that theme for PS4, like, the next day. It's great. <laughs> Windjammers. It's like Dave Lang's worst nightmare. Windjammers. Yeah. That, that was a great line, too. He just snuck that in there. I love all the uh, hits also on PS Vita and, like, ten people are cheering. Yeah, it was hilarious when Duke kept pulling out his PS Vita and, like, holding it up in, like, the most obvious way ever. It's like, yeah, you go get it, Geo. <laughs> yeah, right? Geo, you're, like, the only one that's still carrying yeah, about. He, he's the one carrying the dream of the PS Vita. Uh... You get Starblood Arena. It's like the only PSVR game they showed. Very interesting that they basically showed that game, and then they did a sizzle reel for it. It's like, man, guys, you really don't have a lot of faith in that PSVR right now. And I thought um, that game was kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look too great either. It's, uh, they have really like lowered the forecast for that PSVR too. They were like thinking they were going to do two million, and like they slashed it down to like. 280,000 or something like that. That's not good at all. Uh, MLB 17, the show, is going to have Ken Griffey Jr., and it has a retro mode, uh, which looks like, you know, you're back on the SNES playing baseball games, which is kind of cool. I have that that first SNES game. (laughs) Yes, which was freaking awesome back in the day. Uh, And, of course, Last of Us Part 2. The last um, game that they showed here. I still don't know if Joel is actually going to be. I wonder if if Joel's actually going to be there the entire time because I heard people talking about spoiler that maybe Joel is dead. It'll so. probably be. He'll probably be there. For, it might be a voice in your head. Uh, I mean, who knows. He could die, like, halfway through, and then you join up with, like, his brother. Right, but, like, the reason why she says I'm going to kill them all or whatever could be because, you know, he, he got killed or something. Nice, it's, happy, uh, nice happy not to, to end the show on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, nice happy wish. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, if you're not playing that last Guardian or the Dead Rising 4, not a whole lot out there for you to be. 
uh, checking out this week. You know, we're hitting to that. They're end steep. Of December thing. Yeah, and steep as well. If, uh, if I know you like the beta for that one. Yeah, I I, I wish it had more personality. It's like a, I I wish they'd got. I wish they got like the Amped Three guys to just make that game. <laughs> I would agree, or at least got some of the flair of SSX or something. But yeah, yeah, it's just a very antiseptic game. It's Ubisoft. I think I guess they wanted to make a very realistic. Well, if it was supposed to be realistic, you wouldn't have to have me climb snow towers to like unlock more parts of the map. <laughs> but yeah. Um... That's going to be, I guess, it for us this week. If there's something between now and Wednesday. <laughs> well, they announced uh, Mech Warrior 5, like, two nights ago also, which was insane. Yeah, I mean, it was since first time since, like, 2000, 2001 that there's been a new Mech Warrior, so pretty awesome. I wonder who is. I wonder who owns that. Because I think I Microsoft did. They bought FSAA. I think that's the company name, and they were making MechWarrior games. And but I know BattleTech. I don't know if FSAA owned BattleTech or not. Or there's some like weird lineage there. So I'm not. I don't know if this is going to just be like Xbox One exclusive or just. Like PC exclusive, or what's going on? But I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Who's going to have this? It was going to be PC and I guess we'll find out if it's PC and Xbox One only or something. Uh, another weird thing is uh, Sega has finally started to talk about their games that are going to be movies and TV shows, Altered Beast and Streets of Rage. Uh, they're joining the likes of Shinobi, Golden Axe, House of the Dead, and the Sonic movie that is already in production. Any of those no. interest you at all? Shinobi can work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Rage could work, but... Yeah, I agree. Only if it's, uh, Scott Wolf and I think Mark Cascos. From uh, the Double Dragon movie. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Altered Beast should not be a movie. Neither should Golden Axe. Neither should Sonic. <laughs> what, a Golden Axe is going to do Conan ripoff? I mean... Uh, the, the, the Sega properties that should be made into movies are... Space Channel 5. Comic Zone. And of course, uh, Echo the Dolphin. Echo <laughs> the Dolphin. <laughs> That's what they already had that's called, like, Planet Earth or whatever. Yeah, but that uh, doesn't involve time travel like Echo the Dolphin did. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I mean, House of the Dead can't be any worse than the gore, the, the uh, U-Bowl movie, so... <laughs> I mean, you got they, a they pretty could, low bar there. They could find a way. It's Sega. Don't underestimate their their willingness to be shitty. That's one thing I bought over Black Friday. I bought two. I bought three 360 games. 
Red Dragon, uh, sorry, Red Dead Redemption, Assassin's Creed Rogue, and Sonic the Hedgehog from 2006. Why? As a gag. <laughs> gag for yourself. <laughs> okay. I want to see. I want to. I want to break that game. I want to see like how many bugs I can recreate that YouTube has already demonstrated. <laughs> Look, uh, I I don't. There's a what? There's a glitch where like if you stand in a box and like do the spin dash, the box just shoots straight up in the air. Yeah, I. It's been so long since for that game. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we're going to get new games with any of these two, or just... I doubt it. Know. I mean, they, they made a few. Like, they they did do, a, like, an Altered Beast in, like, 2005, but that was terrible. I don't even think Altered it came Beast out in America. Altered already pretty bad anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sega, you do that to your, You do this to yourself. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, the last thing I guess we're going to cover here. This is from VG Leaks, so it's not... Not being covered by any of the big sites right now. Uh, this is something that could happen or could not happen. There is precedence for this in Japan, uh, but there's you know nothing confirmed about this right now. We do know that there will be a remaster of Final Fantasy XII, Zodiac Age coming out next year. We do know, they're saying the Final Fantasy VII remake first episode is going to come out next year. We'll have to see that actually happens or not, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. Uh, there's a big rumor going around that the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy is going to come to PS4. That shouldn't surprise anyone. They've been porting this thing to, like, every freaking thing they can imaginably put it on. They ported it to iPhones. For God's sakes. Uh, I, this, they, they have, you know, some of the soundtracks in the game. Number 1, 7, and 13 are all already in your car when you get the car. Everything else you have to buy, so that should tell you exactly what games they want you to be focusing on. Uh, and then there's this big, huge rumor that, again, I want to preface that there is collections like this out there, but only in Japan. This would be coming stateside. Now, there's a lot of crap to this that I don't know if they're actually going to do this or not. But it's a collection that includes Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9 um, for PS4 and Vita in a single disc, which, you know, they're small enough to where they, they could do that. Uh, they're obviously 10s not included because they just had a remaster. And it's apparently going to include two versions of Final Fantasy 1, to six, the original versions and the modern ports, the, probably the mobile ports that are also on PC right now, and then Final Fantasy seven to Final Fantasy eleven, which there was a mobile uh, version of Final Fantasy eleven, are going to be based on the newer ports. Uh, two and three from the NES are going to get an English translation for the first time, so you're going to get the actual. Japanese version of 3, they'll be able to play parts of the stuff that was cut off, and censorship is not going to be in there, you know, whatever. 
there's also a like crystal whatever edition that's going to include like Final Fantasy 15, all the DLC, Final Fantasy 14, and all the uh, I can imagine this is going to be like three hundred dollars. Uh, you also get that mobile version of eleven. I mean, this is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, you get the anime, the movie, Final Fantasy fifteen, Advent Children, card games, a Moogle Plus. Good lord! What about Spirits Within? <laughs> they want you to forget. About that. <laughs> so bad. I want you to forget about that. But it's the best Final Fantasy thing ever, they ever made. <laughs> God. No, it's not. I, mean, I, could, I could see the first collection being made. Like the Final Fantasy 1 through 9. Mm-hmm. Just releasing it. I you know, 60 bucks. Sure, why not? That crystal thing, like the whole collection thing, I doubt that. Well, some of that stuff's already out there. Yeah, but like you said, it'll probably be three hundred dollars or something. Uh, yeah, like one, I could see, like, I mean, hell, Final Fantasy's on that nest mini nest thing for God's sakes. So, yeah, the collection thing I can definitely see because there's so many people that would just want it all in one package and there'd be so much nostalgia for it at that point. Uh, you know, if you didn't get it on your PS3, you're not going to, uh, you know, they, they, they don't want to be porting all that stuff. So get it all in one package. Um, I got the deluxe edition of Office 15, so I have the Kingsglaive movie in my set already. Um... I mean, they can include all those extra things. It's not that big a deal to possibly have it. I just... That's a lot of... It's like a $300 freaking collector's edition. Uh, well, look at the... Uh, let me check, check how much it was. But there was a Persona 5 collection that was about that price. Yeah, because that included, what, like... All the soundtracks of the previous... Yeah. All the games and whatever. Which you at first thought they were like all the previous games. I was like, well, I don't blame you for that one. <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, that, that would have been awesome. Uh, I'm surprised they really haven't tried to take advantage of that, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's not. It's the 20th, 20th anniversary. It's uh, like 130 bucks. On Amazon, it's 200 That's not bad. And that Crystal Edition is only on the Square Enix store. Of course. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really awesome. I would be so down for that just to have it all on my PS4. I don't know that I would sit there and go through and play them all again. But still, to have all that on that PS4, 1 through 15. Or, well, excluding the 14 because I'm not playing an MMO right now. And 11, I mean... And 11, yeah. <laughs> they just shut 11 down, didn't they? Like the, I don't want to say like a year ago, or like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty recent, but... So... They, should, they shouldn't have named... They shouldn't have called those 11 and 14. They should have just been like online 1 and 2. Agreed. 
or something else, just Final Fantasy Online or whatever. I guess no, they didn't want to run to the Fantasy Star Online thing. Knowing Square, they call it like onlineus because they have to have their fake Latin crap like constantly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, okay, now for sure that's going to do it for us here. Um, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, like I said, if anything big comes out from now to Wednesday, I guess we'll cover it on Wednesday. If not, it'll Capcom just... goes bankrupt. <laughs> Good God, yeah. <laughs> we keep re- re-releasing stuff and then releasing bad games. Oh, okay. <laughs> Square buys Capcom. <laughs> That'd be really weird. But not out of the total realm, I guess, a possibility. Uh, but alright, everybody. See you later. Later.